Well, here we are. Here we are indeed. Here we is. For it, another episode. It is the Slinging Stones podcast. A rabbit just ran through Jenny Lynn's garden. Did it? Yes. Oh, man. You got it, the best view ever. I'm looking caught at caught my eye, and I saw it, and I was just thinking, dude, don't let Cooper see you. All right, so Slinging Stones podcast. Ooh, uh, we almost went down. Talking about rabbit trails. Literal rabbit trail. Um, brought to you by The Thrive Ministry. Uh, I'm Andy. And that is Luke, who is apparently not paying attention to the podcast because he's looking out the window. Well, I mean, I saw mo- I saw movement. He saw movement. It's that old hunter's eye, you know. Oh, yeah. If yeah. it would have been stationary, it would have been like, yeah, whatever. But it, yeah, it whatever. moved, and I was like, gotcha. So, um, man, I mean. Should I tell Jennifer there was a rabbit in her garden? No, don't do that. Don't do that to Jennifer or the rabbit? The rabbit. <laughs> Will she declare war? Probably. Like uh, on, what was that movie, The Green Mile and the Mouse? Oh, oh Cottontails would be, he'd be in trouble. Uh, <laughs> She'd be like, Cooper, you're living outside. No, man. Um, I, I, I spooked that rabbit the other day when I come outside the mouse. Oh, you've seen him? Oh, yeah, I've seen him. So He's not uh, small. No, he's he's big. He doesn't turn into a kangaroo. That's, that's a good dinner plan. So, that's a good that dinner is. plan. So, rabbit stew. <laughs> a little bit um, of biscuits and gravy action with that bad boy. Uh, so... Yeah. So here we are. We're back. Another episode. It is almost like we were here like a last, week ago, yeah, and we were. Ooh, look at there. Um, so we um, we're excited to be back. Uh, we're actually going to be diving into chapter five of Romans today. Finally, that's a that's a milestone, milestone. right there. Um, but got some pretty exciting news. Um, so we have an interview set up. So we're going to do this episode, and then we'll do another episode this time next week. And then we'll have kind of a, we're going to call it, let's see if we're on 42 right now. So next week will be 43. So we'll have like a 43.5 episode. We'll throw a, uh, we'll throw a 43.5 episode. I think 43 and a third sounds better. Well, um, you know, that's fine, but, uh, you know, whatever. Um, so what we've got, um, We've got an interview coming up next Sunday with, if you're from the Birmingham area and you watch local TV, we have a meteorologist Mickey Ferguson coming on from Fox 6. Is that right, Fox 6? So pretty excited. Luke is the man. Luke threw threw, uh, threw up a bunch of Hail Marys and got one and one caught. Right. Like a flutie caught. Right. It's like I threw out the old rattle trap when everybody else was using (laughs) beetle spins. Yeah. You got the lunker. You got lucky. Um. But I tell you what, Luke, we've got a little bit, little bit of a celebration. I think once we release this episode in a couple of days, are you ready for this? What are we apologizing? About? No, 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 no. We're not apologizing for nothing. So we. Uh, did, oh, oh, you said celebration. You're not paying attention to me at all. Halfway, I'm doing Halfway. you like you do me. Email. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to reach 1,000 listens. It is inevitable. One K. 1K. 1 Now, that's K. overall, right? That's overall. So, After, we're not, it's nothing like, special. It's not one episode. <laughs> 18 months. But, but no, I mean, hey, look. Look, you got to start somewhere. We're humble beginnings. Our 20s of listeners. Humble I appreciate beginnings, every so, one of you. So, each and especially, especially those of you that put us on repeat and just let that bad boy play. Absolutely. What do you think I do throughout the day? <laughs> <laughs> I just drive the listens up. No, I don't have time for all that. To be honest, for everybody that's listening, I don't even listen to it. 
<laughs> my wife doesn't. What? My, no. Suey no, doesn't. My, my wife would be like, I listen to it. My wife, what? she won't lie to me like that. Oh, well. No, Jennifer does. I know. I've heard. Look. No, because she'll she'll she she'll has, say what we say in the podcast. Yes, yeah, she has uh she has texted me before and said, You got my name in your mouth again. Yeah, that's why <laughs> that's that's why you have to really watch what you're saying. I'm not scared. Oh shoot. I don't I, live here. I, I am I am fearful every minute of every day. I don't live here. And Absolutely. she does she never has the energy to come to my house and retaliate. Well, you know. She did punch me at church Sunday. Did she? Yeah. She leave a bruise? No. Oh. She just gave me a whack right in the uh, old shoulder. That, mean, that means it's not true. So <laughs> she was faking. So no, but um, pretty exciting. I mean, a thousand listens. It is what it is. We don't really care how many listens we get. We're doing exactly what we're called to do. That's right. Listens will come. That's right. That's right. So people may may not realize it, but in Shelby, Alabama, we're well known at the Branham household. Absolutely, everybody in the Branham household knows. I you. mean, all three. Are we including Cooper and Rocky? Oh, I'm sorry, five. So, yeah, Cooper likes Luke, my dog, Coop's and my and, and the reason he likes Luke because Luke gives butt scratches. That's right. So um, I don't be tickling or nothing. No, no, man. I yeah. I get I get booty scratches and boops and poop is snoot. And poop is snoot. You poop watch snoot. what you say. Poop you watch snoot. what you say about my dogs. Wait, all right. So dog. so here we go. Um, so some couple things before we kind of dive in. Um, so this episode will be released on Thursday, uh, April 20th on Saturday, April 22nd. If you're listening, you still have an opportunity to show up out there across from Liberty Baptist church behind the community center, splash pad parking lot, redemption church and Liberty have teamed up for a men's kind of event. Bring the whole family. Uh, I think I've seen that cornhole splash pad cornhole cornhole tournament 20 they, bucks to in, i want to know are they going to have the splash pad turned on while no, it's cornhole? No, no. i don't think they're finished with it yet oh i didn't uh, know so, that um but 20 dollars to buy in for your team um winner gets prize and i think all the money is going to go to the winners winners in second place or whatever um you're more than welcome to come out there and spectate the quick loss of luke and i because right. team thrive is probably going to lose fairly quick that's right um that's that's a given. I just hey, look for a subscription to the website oh, and a yeah. like of the podcast. I will play an exhibition game against you and allow you to beat the pants off of me. Make you feel good. I mean, we're encouragers. You know, Barnaby, Barnaby. Um, so come out eight to twelve on Saturday morning. Going to be just a, a great event. Um, really, you know, men gathering. No matter if it's cornhole or a basketball tournament or just a cookout or a bonfire. Uh, whatever it may be, you know, when there's a chance to do fellowship, discipleship, and uh, um, just be together and hear devotion, that's that's pretty important. When they have a nap tournament, I'm gonna win. That's when that's my time to shine. How can you? How, I'll be the first to fall asleep and the last to wake up. Absolutely. I, well, not me because I don't I, really do. I, naps. Yeah, you, you're like, oh, I took a 32 <laughs> second nap. I'm, I'm revived. <laughs> so work it. Get some work yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, Hey, look, he almost finished the sentence and I slept through it. Right. <laughs> so, um, so another thing coming up is on Tuesday night, the 25th of April, um, at Video Visions. Did I get that right? Did I get that right? I think so. Don't get me to line. No, nah, I've got to, I've got to look. I'm sorry, guys. Um, You're talking about the mixer? The mixer. Sanchez so, so, Hill. Well, it's God Did It Ministries. Yeah. Watch it. Watch it. Uh, no, it's God did it ministry. So, um, 
So the one thing that um, Sanchez, Santani Hill, who it runs God Did It Ministries, um, it's a mixer. It's a volunteer mixer. It's just to um, encourage volunteer opportunities, to hear the mission, the values, the upcoming events, the volunteer opportunities. But it's on April 25th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at Video Visions. And that's at 205 Buck Creek Plaza, Suite A. And just come join us. There's going to be some food, a lot of fun. You'll see me. I'll be there. I'll be on stage at some point. I don't know when. So I may come and start the wave in the crowd. Absolutely. Wave. Absolutely. That sounds like a great idea. Um, all right. And then one more. Um, so uh, our buddy Rick Dykes with Dad Church. Um, May 7th, May 7th, uh, is the first dad church kind of, uh, event, uh, looking forward to it, looking forward to seeing what, you know, God has placed on his heart, what, where God's pointing him in this ministry. But, uh, one cool thing is if you want to kind of get updates and be on a mailing email mailing list, um, you can go to, uh, you can send a quick email to dadchurchbham at gmail.com and you'll get on the mailing list. So Great ministry, uh, great guy. We had a blast talking yes. to him the first meeting. Uh, great group of guys that came, um, but just super excited. All these events are just going to be um, extremely fun. There's uh, many events to come. I have an event that I want to throw out there oh. for May. For May? May Have 8th. you told me about this yet? Yeah, it's all over our church. May 18th, the Salt Luncheon. Oh, my goodness featuring. Another one of our oh, wait, renowned don't, meteorologists. Don't you, don't you have to be a senior? No, anybody can come. You got to have gray hair. No, for real, anybody. Celia, um, Celia comes. I'm gonna tell her you said that. Ooh yeah, Miss Cecilia, you got gray hairs. Yeah, she ain't gonna listen anyways. <laughs> but no, another one of our renowned meteorologists here in the Birmingham market, and he's also uh, nationally known for some of the innovations that he's come up with, Mister James Spann. Uh, weather permitting, of course, if there's a severe weather outbreak, I will be speaking. Mm. But Lord, let's hope for sunny days and no severe weather so uh, Brother Span can come bring the message to it's us. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be lunch. Ooh. Uh, starts at, uh, I think, 11 o'clock. And we're expecting a pretty big crowd. I mean, because be good. Miss Ruthie, Miss Ruthie Guy, has been on the ball inviting other churches. That's good. So. That's really good. So uh, a lot of stuff going on. It's time where churches start ramp up, ramping up, men's ministries start ramping up. So you, you'll hear different things from us. As and if we, you're not ramping up, we need to build a ramp. Absolutely. That's what we our ministry is. We build that ramp for your men's ministry. You like how I did that for you? Oh, that was a good segue. So the ramp helps the segue go up. Yeah. Or you could go down it real fast and end up on your face like I would. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you're top heavy. That's true. So, um, excuse me, guys. I got I ate pizza before this. This was a stupid idea. Yeah, you're gonna be belching. Oh my goodness! You're, I already am. You know, you're that guy that tells me to be quiet and not beat and bang around you over there. Hey, hang on, hang on, hang, wait, hang on. This is this is this is what? this is mine. What? I can do this. <laughs> you're like my dad. Do as I say, not as I do. Absolutely. And I'm like, yes, daddy. No. Because I don't I, want to get smacked. So. Uh, or muted. You know, you can mute me. I could. No, I'm not going to do it. So, um, got a lot of cool encouragement over I've the. thought about it. I've 
many a times. <laughs> yeah, this is not the first. So um, let's hear about the encouragement. Well, we've gotten some cool phone calls, just encouragement. People, uh, you know, um, Riggy from Thinking Buddies, he, yeah. he, he's kind of promoting us. Oh, uh, Rig. Oh, Rig Dog. Um, but no, we're, we're definitely, um, we're happy and excited about that. Hoping to see him Saturday night. Hey, it blew me away when you told me y'all were schoolmates. Well, he's a, like a year younger than me. Well, I mean, what blew me away about it is that, golly, y'all are both old. That's thanks, Luke. Appreciate that. <laughs> you know, that's you're you're just just checking boxes right now. How how can we make a mad today? What can we do to have him throw a microphone at me or a microphone stand? Because I've got extras. I was gonna say you're not gonna throw your microphone because you no, like I've got it. extras. I've got extras. You're not gonna throw a microphone. They're in this box. You like them? You paid for them? You'll find something that you don't really care about to throw at me. Well, I'm not saying for a minute you won't throw anything. Hey. But I'm just saying it won't be look, something you like. Look, this may be the look. I, this may be the first ever, a, a, a first ever in the history of podcasts that someone we're podcasting next to a Lego table. That's true. That's unbelievably That's true. That's true. So, and it's like riding my business over here. Oh, it is. I'm sorry about that too. And in the chewy box. Th- nah this this room this room is becoming a catch all. I'm glad I don't sit here for too long because I'd end up with stuff piled on me. I, we have an office twice this size at home that the only thing that is carved out of that is where my daughter sleeps. Um, so, no, we, uh, yeah. And then, well, I can't say nothing. I've got a pile of books that just. My favorite thing about the office at home is I go in there every one, month or two. It's like I'm going shopping. <laughs> so, hey, crap, I forgot I had that. How about that? Wow, when did I get uh, these mm. tools? So, um, no, we, I did have a suggestion. Somebody put a suggestion out there for oh, boy. us. Um, <clears throat> so someone put a suggestion out for us to video at some point. My face ain't built for that. I mean, we can, they have all these filters you can do now. Can I do the voice? No, no, not the voice, the face. We can make you look like Elvis. No? A hunk of hunk of burning podcast? Yeah. Um, but no, there, there, there's. Probably, hopefully, going to be a you know some little video things that we're going to do, little video devotionals. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel, but we have yet to post a single video. I have still not got you my bio either. Absolutely, I just oh, now and, thought of it. And that. hey, and Luke is a part of the ministry. He just refuses. <laughs> I got a picture like five months after I asked for it, and now I still am waiting on Listen, this bio of, about If you Luke. tell me you want something done, you don't have to remind me every nine months. I'll get it done. Kairos. I'm going to be honest Kairos, with you, Luke. I'm going to be honest with you, Luke. I remind you every chance I get. I know. Kairos, and, I, you know, I said, yeah, I'll get that. I'll get it to you this week. I don't think procrastination is a part of Kairos time. It's, it's, I'm working perfection. That's what I'm. Oh, is that it? Yeah. My story is still being written. Sanctification. <laughs> so Luke, Luke is Luke is part of this ministry. This is short and sweet. He's being sanctified right now, so he didn't write anything. So. Right. <laughs> Work um, in progress. All right. So here we go. Let's let's get started. We have blown through 16 minutes of just nonsense, and I yes. guarantee the listeners are absolutely ready to just not give us the thousand listens. I, I you know what? I hope so. I hope I made somebody blow coffee out their nose. <clears throat> I may do it later. Blow coffee out your nose? Yeah. Gross. 
You're just talking about doing it for fun. See, look, there's none of those body noises. He's yawning over there. I couldn't even hide that one. was a big old full tooth Uh, yawn right there. That was rough. That wasn't even one of these. I mean, there was just lion's teeth out there. I mean, Luke, come on, man. You're killing me over here. Well, they can't see us, so I had to give a description. Oh, my goodness. Luke is our illustrator of words. So here we go. Uh, Chapter 5, we're going to go through verses 1 through 5 and just kind of see where that leads us in the uh, probably five minutes we got left of this podcast. (laughs) We'll be like, yep, that's what Paul said. (coughs) See you all next week. So um, here we go. Let's go. Chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we also... We have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God, of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings produce suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. But because but because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. All right, so we can spend probably two or three episodes just on sufferings. Mm. Um, you Apparently know, there's a lot to be in a bond servant. There's a lot to be in a bond servant. Um, so, you know, that is one of probably the, one of the main grab arguments that people who are non-believers who do not want to have anything to do with faith or Jesus Christ, or those who are bold in their faith, is the grabbing of suffering. Why would a good and gracious and glorious God, an omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, allow for times of trouble, turmoil, suffering? Why would he allow us to suffer? Well, I know in my life I have always learned more in the valley, in the suffering, than I ever did in the, in the, good, in the harvest times. Always learn more. You know, it. it's, you know, the storms. Uh, I always like the uh, Casting Crown song, Praise You, Praise in, the you storm. in the Storm. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, yeah, you do. I mean, you know, one of the things that I live by is, you know, how do you get calluses on your hands? How do you get calluses on your hands? You Hard have to work. get blisters. Hard work. You have to get blisters. It just doesn't happen. And, you know, those blisters pop and they're painful. But if you fight through the pain, it's just like working out. You're going to be hurting. You're going to get sore uh, playing football. The first hit's not always going to be great. You're going to get used to it. But, you know, in anything you do, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to drag the valley floor with your belly, and you're going to hit the mountaintops when you're soaring like an eagle, right? That's right. So, you know, when we're in the mountaintops, we find ourselves a lot of times, you know, yeah, we 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 look and we maybe give God a little bit of praise and a little bit of, you know, you know, just a little bit of, you know, thankfulness and all that. But we, we tend to forget God when everything's going right. We tend to just walk behind, walk, walk in front of him. Well, that's compartmentalization. Yeah. You, when you, when you start, when and we've talked about it numerous times before, but when, when you compartmentalize your faith and your walk with God, you are treading on very, very, very thin ice, very thin ice. I mean, you know, God can allow you to be on ice and on a slippery slope, or he can let it break beneath your feet and let you nearly drown. Um, I would venture to say that, and I'm speaking about myself here too, that 
giving God praise in my high moments is as difficult, if not more, than reaching for the heavens when I'm down. Because when I'm down, the humanistic side of me is why me in it. Well, do you think do you think we take eternity, our eternity, our salvation, our or we take eternity for granted? Well, how we, can you not when you can't grasp eternity? Well, I mean, just talking like how we look at how we walk our faith our, through highs and lows when we just bypass God in the, in, you know, when times get tough, we just bail or when times get great, we can just bypass it off. Say, Oh yay, We're going to celebrate. We're going to be self-righteous. We're going to be selfish for a minute, or we're going to be self-loathing or pitying, pitying ourselves. Well, see, that's where people are stupid. Absolutely. Because we will kick God to the side when we're mad and hurting and we'll kick God to the side when we're soaring on those wings of Eagles. You know, it's like every, you can't be too low and you can't be too high. Everything, it's it's like you got to have a Goldilocks zone to realize what a mighty and awesome God that we serve. And instead of trying to find the answer, trying to find the lesson to be learned in the midst of our trial, in the midst of our storm or whatever it is, instead of trying to seek those things out, instead of saying, why me? We should be saying, okay, God, what next? What now? Where, you know, what transition are you trying to get me to make here? Yeah, you know, man, I tell you what, some of the, some of the, um, man, some of the things that, you know, going through, I mean, you look back and you see nothing but God weaving in and out of the entire situation. But during it, you're just, you're blatantly just tunnel vision. Well, there is a, there's a situation going on right now here in central Alabama with this shooting that took place in Dadeville. Do you think that the families of those that were shot, do you think that every one of those are saying, okay, God, you know, we're giving you the glory. And then you think of, do you think that the ones that didn't live, how, how difficult is it going to be for their families to try to put together? How does this fit in God's plan for my life? Um, You know, a year from now, five years, 10 years down the road, when the hurting is subsided and you have a chance to look back and reflect on it, you might be able to see that path a little better. But there again, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, um, It's just the human nature side of people is so difficult to overcome. Let's look at, um, so let, let's look at troubled times in the Bible. You take Paul, um, you know, Paul had, you know, Paul had this experience with Jesus on the road to Damascus and was blinded. Well, you would think, well, you get blinded from that. You would be a little bit ill about it. You'd be a little bit, you know, you self pity. And, you know, I'm not like, why should I do that for him? Why should I give that guy anything? Why should I praise this God who just blinded me? Yet it states, what does it say he did? He got up and went and preached. No, well, no, when he was in there blind, when he was waiting three days on on uh, Ananias, while he was waiting at the house, my mind just went blank. He's praying. Oh, yep. So he's he's praying. You know, you, you look at, but but then you look at. So 
Let's take Elijah, for example. Elijah had this unbelievable hilltop experience, mountaintop experience, when the 400 prophets of Baal were defeated. And then went and hid. And then went to a cave in almost like a depressive state. You know, now, what it states right here in this passage was talking about the grace. Um, you know, we, you know, God's grace did not, re, you know, rebuke or punish or, you know, smack down, smite the, uh, you know, Elijah, he, he, he gave him food and he, he gave him rest. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Peter, um, that's but, where I was fixing to go, but I'll tell you this right now, if you, I, I think one of the better examples or one of the things, if you think about it, look at Stephen. Oh, yeah. let's take Stephen. Stephen was in the middle of being stoned. And man, stop, stop, stop! I, I, I won't talk about Jesus no more. He could have done that in a moment, but he looks up, and what does he see? Saw the saw the son standing at the right hand of the father. Stephen understood eternity and the importance of it. He never took his eye off Christ. Yep. He never took his eye off God. Yep. And repeated the words of Jesus, and, and that was in the middle of getting rocks, by rocks, rocks yeah. thrown at you. That hurts. Yep. Man, I get hit with a wiffle ball. I'm crying. Well, Stephen understood, you know, what Paul's talking about here, that we have access to grace. Mm. And, you know, that access of grace is by nothing more than the glory of God. Yeah. You know, if it weren't for that glory, we wouldn't have access to anything but hell. Yep. I mean, that's a that that's something that's really discounted. You want to talk about something that's taken completely for granted is that there are very few things in our life that are a go or a no go. Mm-hmm. Heaven or hell, eternity is a go or no go. You're going to one or the other. Well, you know, if you want to know how to have peace through your walk, how to have this peace with peace in Christ through your daily walk, through the ups and downs and highs and lows. If you flip over and go to Ephesians, everybody knows this ten through. Uh, 20 is the armor of God. Yeah, These are the things meant to protect you. This is the hedge of protection that we have, the tools we have that God has placed with us in order for us to not get distracted, not be put into these worldly, you know, feelings and emotions where we get sidetracked so easy. You know, if we, if you, if you've ever had a day where it's, it's an up and down day, Bad, and you get good news. Bad, and you get good news. And you do this for a 12, 14-hour period. You may have never had a day like that. But if you've ever had one of those days, at the end of that day, you are absolutely emotionally just ripped down. Just you can't, you can't, you can't even move. Why do you think Job was? Yeah. You know, Job got all this bad news about everything falling apart in his life within minutes of each other. One servant was still talking. While the other servant was walking yep. up, telling him something else doesn't happen, mm-hmm. and you know we're not talking about, uh, you know, the garden. And, the well, garden died. We're talking about <laughs> you lose everything you got within a matter of minutes. Well, and then and then just to top it off, he had the worst set of friends available. Oh yeah, his friends stunk. I mean, and you know, but you say I'm a bad friend, but come on, man, I would never tell you, dude. You just are going off yourself. <laughs> um. You know, but then you look at, you know, you know, David, you know, David understood he, under, you know, and that's the other thing I think we get, we need to make known is <clears throat> while, you know, we make a mistake and we go into a low, 
we need to understand our mistake. Mm-hmm. We need to understand our mistake and do exactly what the Bible calls us to do and repent, turn away from that mistake. David was a perfect example of this. Um, Jesus can't be a perfect example of that because he never made a mistake. That's right. So David made mistakes, repented, you know, tore his clothes, put on sackcloth and ashes and all that sort of stuff. But he 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 came he came to he came to himself. But one thing David also did during his highs and lows, he was also willing to take a rebuke or willing to take advice. That's right. When he was wrong, Nathan did it to him. Yep. So we see that you see many characters in the Bible do these things. Well, you, you can't set up a mailbox in the time of that mistake. You've got yeah. to move on. Well, you look at Paul probably, Paul probably, you know, hammered Timothy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the disciples, they probably had their own deals. Um, <clears throat> you know, but ultimately what we do, and, and, and I don't know why this just came to me because it just came to me. We all end up being just like Judas. We oh, go, absolutely. we go make a we go make a mistake, and we want to go hang ourselves from a tree. Mm-hmm. You know, Judas Judas had probably had the most, probably had the best opportunity to turn and repent if he, you know, do what you have to do. But he went and hung himself. We do that every day when we make a mistake. We get in the valley, we go hang ourselves. Yep. And I'm not saying, you know, I hate to be that morbid. But it's exactly what we do. We make a mistake. We feel unworthy. We feel, you know, downright dumb, downright stupid. But ultimately, if we just admit, we confront it, we ask for forgiveness, we're done. If we have someone to talk to, have an accountability partner to come to, stand next to, somebody will stand in the gap and pray for you, mm-hmm. you know, those things right there help us. But you know, when we're not encouraging each other and we're pointing out the mistakes like, you know, ha ha, look what you did. You know, those things right there, those things are what are driving people away from the faith. Those are putting a gap and a wedge and such a chasm between Jesus and them. Well, that's uh, what you just mentioned there, you know, that's cliched and whatever, but the church executes its own wounded. Oh, yeah. And you don't think that, unchurched people don't know that Mm. and don't see that because I will tell you who the biggest person out there to advertise that fact is, is someone who's been executed. You have someone that was involved heavily in church. You know, they were doing, seem to do everything right. And they make one mistake. Yep. And like my granddad always said, you know, all the attaboys are gone with one. Oh crap. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter how high of an esteem you held that person to. You, you catch them in something, and all of a sudden, well, now they're a piece of junk, and you're going to tell everybody in the world about it. You're not going to even make mention of all the great and glorious and wonderful things that they've done for the kingdom. You're going to talk about that one one thing. And it absolutely – I mean, it's like we don't consider the fact, like you said, when that person gets exposed, and I'm not saying that if you if somebody's doing something wrong – that you shouldn't talk to them about it and bring it out to light. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying there's a right and a wrong way to do it. Um, if you absolutely discount every everything that this person's done for the kingdom, uh, their, their fruits, you are not exercising the same grace that the Father gives to you when you screw up behind closed doors. Yeah. The only difference between you and that person is you ain't got caught yet. 
And if you don't think that it may not happen with every person, you know, some people, they get rebuked within the church and yeah, it's a black eye, but black eyes heal. Mm -hmm. And it eventually gets not forgotten, but not talked about. You know, everybody knows that it happened, but you know, this person recovered from it. But if you run and you walk away from church, you don't think that if if that person runs and leaves church, you don't think that they're going to tell people what happened. Yeah. You don't think that they're going to say, yeah, you know, I screwed up. Yeah, that's no doubt there. No, they're going to say this all this story. Yeah, but, but I mean, still, it, it puts a stigma on the yeah. church. It makes people, it makes, there is where that whole, I need to get my life cleaned up before I come to the church well, comes from. The other, the other thing that I would say is, you know, for those who are quick to point mistakes out or quick to point out the lows, the, the, the scrubbing, belly on the floor, you know, or quick to point out the sufferings of others. Um, be careful. You know, there's a, that's, that, that's probably an opportunity that you're being given, um, not only to disciple, but to encourage, to sympathize with, to pray for, you know, those are situations like that. Well, what does verse five say about that? Verse five. Verse five ties into what you're talking about. Says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Exactly. So, you know, and and we we don't do that for some reason. We just think that, you know, it's so if someone if someone bails off and has goes, you know, relapses from an addiction or, or accidentally, you know, just finds himself in a bad situation with a man or a woman, you know, in, in an infidelity, adultery situation. Man, it ain't even got to be that serious. Or, Bust or, your knuckle and let loose a stream of cuss words. Well, and, and that, and then you have, let's just say they, they, they got fired from their job for embezzling money. And you know they didn't get convicted, like finding know, sixty grand in the wall of well, your bathroom. That's that's yeah, that's another story. But you know, but the thing is, is if we, you know, we're too quick to go, you know, okay, what's the story? Let it be, and let it be the past. Let it be done. Um, you know, too many times we say, oh well, forgive, forgive and forget, and yet we forget that last part. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't buy into the yeah. last part, forgetting. You know, we always hold it over their head. No, forget it. Forget it. If you forgive them, forget it, because then it's not truly forgiven. Right, it's not. You're no, it's right. it, it's a bag. It's a, it's a sack of weights that's weighing on you. It's like drink. It's like it's like drinking rat poison, expecting that person to die. That's right. You know, so it's stupid, is what it is. Well, you know, you also another way that I try to look at things is: is this really my business? Absolutely. I mean, you know, if 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 I if I catch somebody doing something, or I know that it's being done or said or whatever, and it's my place to go and confront what, that person, I will. If what, they're my friend, what's the statement I, that me and you talked about? Is it gonna live rent free in your head? Yeah, it's gonna live. How you know, dumb? How dumb? You letting these you know, thoughts, you letting these things just live in your head and distract you. But you know, again, that's not to say that it doesn't need correction. Yeah, but. Is it my place to do the correcting? Absolutely. That's why we have a chain of command within our church. That's mm-hmm. why we have deacons. That's why we have elders. That's why we have pastors. Mm-hmm. And if it's that serious, go to your church leadership. Hey, Allow them to do what God has called them you know, and appointed them I, to do. And I've gotten taken into an office one time by by uh, someone in leadership. No surprise uh, there. 
<laughs> oh man, Andy's in the principal's office again. Ooh. No, I got no, I got kind of rebuked for How many you get? I get no, nah, I mean thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, I mean it was it was a tough situation. And then, you know, while I didn't agree, I went back in a couple of weeks later with an elder and had another meeting, and it was this meeting was a little more heated, but at the end of it, we we bygones be bygones, be done, and it's over. Um, well, you know, these meetings, when, when you, we do these things, they don't have to, and you shouldn't expect them to go over like a bowl of Cheerios. Yeah. You know, when you're rebuking somebody, you're being rebuked. It's unpleasant at But, best. you know, when you have a tough conversation behind closed doors, whether if you're getting, you know, chewed out or you're doing the chewing, when you walk back into the room, nobody knows what happened. No. Yet people think that, well, they know I just got chewed out, and they act like that. Yeah. They they put well, the rear like end a on. Puppy. They put it the rear end on their shoulders and they sulk. Well, you you tuck your tail between your eggs, legs and you act like a whoop puppy hiding under a coffee yeah. table. So, I think we we really have to watch, you know, how we do stuff, how we perceive stuff. We don't have to put on a poker face. Hey, what's that? What's that sermon that Pastor Derek preached? Cut Which me one? some slack. Oh yeah, cut yourself some slack. You know, you've got to give yourself. Grace is is more than just forgiving somebody else, man. You got to give your you got to extend yourself grace to forgive you. Um, if if I if I harbored, you would not believe the idiotic things that run through my mind in the middle of the night when I can't sleep. Wait a minute, I, I talked to you throughout the day, so I know exactly. Um, I'll be laying in bed thinking about things I did in the seventh grade. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I thinking about this? Man, that is over and done with. Talk about rent-free. I mean, I just kicked the cobwebs off of that one out in the yard and brought it back in the house. Yeah. You know, you, you've got you've to move on. You, you have to. Um, there will be – everybody's going to have haters. Jesus had his haters. Mm-hmm. They were called the Pharisees and the Sadducees. In the Sanhedrin, he had his haters, mm-hmm. um, but you know the great thing about it was, was that Jesus forgave him. You know when he was hanging on the cross, when he said, "Father, forgive them for they for they know not what they do," he didn't specify anyone. Yeah, he didn't say this is only for these guys. This is only for the apostles. He said them, and to me. That them was all of us from eternity past to eternity future because he knew that we were going to continually crucify him. Yeah. Every time we do something willingful, knowingly sinful, we're re-crucifying Christ all over. Mm-hmm. All over. Well, I, I just I think that, you know, we have to understand that, yes, we're going to have suffering. We're going to have trials. We're going to have tribulations. We're going to have these things that come up. Now, what what is true? What it So, real quick, while we finish up, what is truly suffering? Is suffering running low on money, a flat tire? Is suffering having a car break down? Is suffering having a dishwasher blow up? Suffering is personal and circumstantial. Because what may be suffering for me what is biblical what you. is biblical suffering there's now we talk what are we talking about in, in here right here our sufferings 
I think it's just general trials in life, okay. whatever they so, may be. So when low we, points. But when we think, we all, I mean, remember the statement our parents used to say, um, if you think you've got it bad, someone somewhere has got it worse. Oh, I thought you were going to say this is going to hurt me worse than you. Oh, well. <laughs> that was a lie is what that was. Um, so, you know, while that seems like a, a dumb statement, it's actually true. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are people out there every day. I mean, you think about the poor families that – you know, sent their kids, unfortunately, they sent their kids to a Sweet 16 party and four of them didn't make it out. That's right. Um, you see the, the you know, the parents, unfortunately, send their kids to a Christian school in Nashville and several didn't make it out. The same right. thing with the Sandy Hooks, the same thing with the Columbines, all these different things. But that's even, that's, the, that's the dark of the dark of the dark. Mm -hmm. But you think of people that, you know, you walk by every day that are waiting to hear some good news, waiting to hear some positive that would help their suffering. And that's Jesus. Well, you know, if you have access, let's just take it to a worldly standpoint on suffering. If you have access to a $20 bill right now, you're more wealthy than 85% of the people on the planet. If you have access to clean running water, not even running, just clean water, you're better than about 60% of the planet. If you have food in your cabinets to eat today, tomorrow, and the next day, you're better than three quarters of the world. And you just, you, you, you can't see, it, it's hard to see the lilies of the valley that you have when you're surrounded by roses. And we've got it made. We really do. Well, uh, especially, you know, here in the United States, even on our worst day, we've still got it made. Well, like I was saying, I mean, you know, when we look at, when we look even through our sufferings, when, when we put on, you know, and, and we put on the face of Christ likeness, we put on the, you know, this, our characteristics of, of Christ centeredness, you know, and we see someone suffering, um, you know, it could be, uh, you know, just someone having a hard day, you know, that's a chance. There's the opportunity to evangelize, to disciple, to pray for, and that may be the opportunity. They may not even know who Jesus is or what Jesus is about. They may have rejected him the entire their entire life. And this right here, that show of love, what Luke said in that, that verse 5 of God's love has been poured into our hearts to share to others, not to keep to ourselves, but to give to others the love of Christ. That right there is the opportunity to kingdom grow, kingdom build. Oh, yeah. To bring someone to Jesus. And we, we miss those all the time because we don't either want to deal with the situation, we really don't want to deal with the emotions of that situation because it's not our problem, or we just flat out just straight up ignore it and we don't even see it. Well, here's, here's one of my favorite ones about circumstances. Is, you know, people say, when, when the time gets right, I'll come to church. Like, what are you waiting on? Mm. Because I've I've seen pictures of people in Thailand the day after a typhoon standing in waist-deep water at church with yep. their Bibles open, having church in waist-deep water, homeless. Well, still finding reasons to praise God in their sufferings. Yeah, so I, t I was telling the kids last night, um, I teach first and second grade at church on Wednesday night. It's appropriate. Um, yeah, mindset. Um, and we were talking, and, and we were, were kind of talking about Timothy, Paul and Timothy. 
And we're talking about how, you know, Timothy was kind of put in place to lead the church of Ephesus. And then we did a little backstory. We did a little Ephesus study, you know, talking about, you know, it was just a cultural hub from the trading post Mm. and all that sort of stuff. And so Timothy, you know, is in the middle of this cultural hub that is just they're worshiping, you know, fertility and sex goddesses, uh, Diana. They have a massive amphitheater there probably selling trinkets like they do at the Braves game or the Auburn and Alabama football game, selling souvenirs of Diana and all these different gods and everything. And then this God comes in and everybody's not happy because Paul had done and went in there and stirred up a hornet's nest by, you know, these people making their living off selling these trinkets. He's pulling people away from that into Jesus Christ. Right. So Timothy's placed in his church with probably a lot of dissension surrounding this thing, right? Oh, man, you know he had to be watching his back. So so I was telling the kids last night, you know, and this kind of loops into sufferings. These people were put in place to have this church that at any moment they could be caught, any moment they could be stoned, any moment they could be crucified, any moment they could be murdered. At any moment, they had to look over their shoulder each time. It's just like churches right now in China or churches right now in North Korea or churches right now in, in other parts of the world that they have to hold. And, and you know what's crazy is they hold 12, 14-hour sessions during dark mm-hmm. to read Scripture, and they maybe have one book of the Bible. Yep. and tear they, it, are, they tear it apart. And they are reading and this thing. They're yeah. diving into this thing. They're memorizing it. And and you know what? Uh, you know, it it's amazing, <clears throat> but there's a there's a thing out um kind of that mimics kind of that. Um and it's called Secret Church, uh David Platt. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going through uh Jonah um here in a couple of days. But they I mean it starts like at midnight, doesn't until like six AM. I mean, it's constant. I mean, so you know, if if you think, as we wrap up, if you think, you know, your trials and sufferings are the worst of the worst, they can't get worse, they can't, there's no way it can get better, you know, and you don't know Jesus, There, there's a, you're missing the boat. There is an absolute way it can get better. There is a 100% way it can get hey, better. Hey, the great thing about that boat is it always circles back around. Absolutely. So um, as we close out, you know, for those who are, you know, feeling the the pressures of today's world, feeling the pressures of today's economy, um, health, uh, financial, um, whatever it may be, just job-wise, just opportunities, you know, career, uh, family, you know, I mean, there's struggles all over the place. Divorce is running rampant. Um, Infidelity is running rampant. Um, you know, all, all these different things. Um you know, you're, you're not alone. There's other people battling this, but there's also people that want to help and support and pray for you and hopefully guide you and pull you and push you into the right direction. You know, but if you're doing this and you're doing this alone, you're doing this by yourself, you're doing it wrong. Um, and if you don't know Jesus Christ and you don't know, you know, what he's done for you and what, what, this what entering this um, relationship with him means or what it could mean 
it is far beyond anything that I could have ever thought. I, you know, six, seven years ago, uh, I would have thought that, you know, there was nothing better than that can of beer, mm. you know, and now I look back and I'm like, dude, I, I, there's, there's no way with a million dollars sitting out there going, I'll give you this if you do that. And I'm like, no, because I know what this is worth. You know, eternity's worth a lot more. My salvation's worth a lot more. Peace. My peace. Inner peace. Perfectly perfectly put. Because we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through the faith and the grace. Through the chaos and the the chaos, the the, the agony, the pain. And here's the key word. The suffering that went through on the cross went through that for us to have peace with God through Jesus Christ. And that's not a temporary peace. Absolutely not. That is a, that's a long-suffering peace. That's a peace that's a peace that you truly don't understand. Mm. Um, when, when you're able to look in the face of adversity, when you're able to feel the stings of the enemy's arrows in your back and still be at peace and say, Lord, I'm going to keep on praising you. Yep. I don't know what this is, what, what this is doing, where this is going, and I really don't understand why. But I have peace because I don't need to. Yeah. When you when you turn loose of the reins of control of your life and hand them over to the Father, um, man, that's that that that's something. There's something. It's the only time I'll really say it's magical mm. because you can, you can't really explain it. When you can just take a deep breath. Have you ever seen somebody when their life is like the dumpster has just been lit on fire, and somebody came by and threw a five gallon can of gas in it? And they're still just smiling. Mm. You have to wonder what that peace is. Yep. And more times than not, that's the peace that God gives you. Absolutely. You know, just just complete surrender. And if you don't know, if you don't know Christ today, today's the day to have that peace. That peace is available for you. Um, it's it's already been paid for. It's not free. It's already been paid for. It was paid by many lashes, punches kicks, uh, slaps with a reed, uh, nailed to the cross, left to die, and resurrected anew. That debt's been paid in full. The Bible says that if you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he came to this world for you, lived as a man, died, and on the third day rose again, if you believe that in your heart, man, you're saved. You're saved. It's, you know, you're, but when you have that heart change, your name is instantly written in the Lamb's Book of Life before you can even utter the words. Hmm. And if you've, if you've, if you know Christ and you've drifted away, man, it's time to come back. You know what you're missing. Come back, prodigal son. Stop, stop eating with the pigs. You're not going to come home as one of your father's servants. You're going to come home as a child of the one true King. He's going to put a robe on you, and that robe is his righteousness. His blood's going to cover your sin and cover the stink that is, you know, all the mistakes that we've made. Just come home. Mm. Come home and start serving. There's no better time to reestablish that that fellowship than right now because the relationship was already there. Um, It would be no different than if you had an argument with your dad at home just because you had an argument and you're a little mad doesn't mean that you're not his son. Yeah. The fellowship may be temporarily interrupted, 
but the relationship is the same. The good thing about this father-son relationship is there's no awkward, hinky feelings. The father doesn't hold those grudges. It says that he's going to cast those things as far as the east is from the west into the sea of forgetfulness. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. Come back. Start things new. Start over. I have to start over every day. Mm-hmm. I have to hit the reset button multiple times a day. When I go to bed at night, if I can't think of anything that I've done since I asked for my forgiveness last, God, please, if there's any stupidness that I'm leaving out, please cover this one too. And, you know, it, it's not like it's a blank check. You know, Paul's very clear when he says, you know, shall we continue on sinning so that grace may abound by no means? That's not a blank check. I'm just saying that we all fall short. Mm. So uh, today's the day. Now's the time. You know, if you're a Latin kind of guy, carpe this diem. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, as we close out, um, I'll close this out in prayer, and then uh, we'll kind of go over the closing the way we always do. Um, so let's go to Lord in prayer. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the blessings, the opportunities that we get just to glorify your kingdom. God, we pray that we continue to be given moments, um, situations, times, and people that are placed in our path so we have no choice but to be bold um, to for the kingdom, for you, um, in you. And God, I pray that uh, when you give us these opportunities that you place the words, you place the uh, demeanor, you place um, the way we take it, the way we care, the way we pursue it, uh, that you uh, that we do it in, in glory of you and that all they hear and all they see is all they see and all they hear is you through us. Um, God, I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for just Luke and everything that we've got going on. And we're just so thankful for the platform that we get to be on and uh, the growth that we are experiencing. And we're just uh, grateful. We're extremely blessed and thankful. And um, God, I pray for all those that are hurting. I pray for all those that are going through sufferings. And I pray that this podcast has touched them if they're listening. Um, And I pray that anybody that um, felt the call to reignite their relationship with you, that, um, that they reach out, they find a church, they find someone to talk to. And I pray for those that if someone out there does not know you and is coming to know you, starting the relationship with you, I pray that they do the same and God, I'm just so thankful if they do, um, that they, if they've done that, then it is a celebration that needs to be had. Uh, God, continue to keep us safe as we go throughout the week and we go throughout the weekend and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. All right, guys, like we finish it out. Um, so we are, um, the Thrive Ministry. Um, we are a, an evangelistic ministry. We are speakers. We speak, we come, we go to churches. If you have us, uh, we want to speak to your men. We want to help you and your men's ministry. Uh, rather if if it's getting started, we want to help you get started, whether if it's by just developing kind of a program, a curriculum, sitting down and throwing ideas, we want to pray for you. We want to encourage you. We want to promote you. And ultimately we just want to, uh, you know, come alongside and help you grow and help you develop. But if you have a men's ministry and you have men's events and you just have trouble looking for speakers, maybe the budget's not high as you want it. Uh, maybe the, you know, the, the church accountant's just not giving you the budget you want. Guys, call us up. We'd love to come speak to your men. Love to come just sit down and hang out. Um, uh, we're, we're free. 
Um, Free 99. For the most part, you get us there. And if it's way out of town, you get us there, you house us, and you get us back home, we'll be happy with that. That's right. Um, we break even, we happy. Um, so, you know, we would love to come hang out, talk, and just have a good time. Um, you know, share what, you know, God's done in our life and just listen how God, what God's done in your life. Um, so if you want to book us, if you want to, uh, you know, go down that path, uh, you can email Andy at the thrive ministry.com or Luke at the thrive ministry.com, or you can go to www.thethriveministry.com and you can click the book now or contact us little tab down there at one of the bottom of the pages and. We'll be more than happy to get a hold of you. We're also on the Book of Faces. We are on the Book of Faces. Um, There's a Book Now button on there too. There is a Book Now button on there too. Um, yeah, I have not. I have not played with that button. And um, didn't you I, say we're we're uh, Instagramming? We now? are Instagram. We posted a post today. I, we did. Yeah. Was it good? Well, I took a picture of the sunrise when I was I'm leaving. Banned for life from Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. And now you know why I'm trying to kick them out of the <laughs> ministry. <laughs> Oh goodness! Um, no, the the sunrise. So we have a big, like probably about forty acre field right across the road, and um, so the sunrise was perfect. Um, so I just kind of whipped something together, and uh, I, I don't want to show my wife because she's a picture person and editor, and it's not, ha ha, Jenny Lynn. He's saying he did better than you. No, 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 no. She would she would ridicule me to the end. He's of the nodding earth. his head yes right no, now. Um, no, it was bad. It it wasn't a great picture, but it it. It did what it needed to do. So let me ask you just a completely off-topic question. Oh, here we go. If. If what? This is like a Jediah kind of question. Should, if, should we be on the yeah, podcast right yeah, now? The, I'm just asking. Is just it, something do I need to, to think you, about. Do I need to beep you out? No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you the look if that's coming. <laughs> but you, you know, talking about me being banned from Instagram and, and Twitter, um, do you think – now let this roll through your mind. If Jesus were here now with all the apostles and doing the same things, and they had access to social media like we do now, do you think they would be censored and banned on all these different Probably, platforms? Yeah, yeah. But hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me rebut your question with a question: Were you doing what Jesus would probably been doing? Was it, well, I was speaking the truth. <laughs> I mean, if if saying that no, certain no, no. members or, or, of our were you speaking the truth with love? No. Oh, see, there it is. No, I was. I, I I clearly stated that I felt that certain members of our political system should be hung from the White House lawn yeah, for treason. See, no, sorry, just just hang hanging out. Apparently, that's hate speech. <laughs> that is. So, I mean, um, so that's Luke at thethriveministry dot com. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can more than happy email him. Do not email me. Um, so guys, we hope you have a great week. We hope you have a great weekend. Um, and we're going to finish out before Luke starts talking again, because I really don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> so, so say good night, Luke. Good night, Luke. Oh yeah. Thrive on.